Welcome to Baggage Unclaimed. In this episode, we shall be delving into another gruesome cartel execution video. This sadistic work of brutality was created by the now-defunct Las Setas cartel. In this space, we trawl the deepest and darkest depths of the web, hand-picking the most heart-wrenching and grotesque pieces of content, and unpacking them right here with you. If this is something you are or might be regularly interested in, please subscribe, leave a like or comment. Your engagement gets this episode and many more like it suggested to a whole lot of people, which in turn keeps the lights on around here. I am Otis, your host. That being said, let us get right to it. This sadistic video was made by Las Cetas as a warning to the Cartel del Golfo, which loosely translates to the Gulf Cartel. The Gulf Cartel is one of the oldest cartels in Mexico, believed to have started in the 1930s. This cartel has been around for nearly a century. They are very well organized, careful, calculated, well connected and brutal, if they have to be. You could say they are old school in operations. Most of their revenue comes from drug trafficking and a bunch of other drug-related businesses. Las Zetas, on the other hand, was a Mexican crime syndicate formed in 1997 as the enforcement arm of the drug trafficking Gulf Cartel. It broke away as an independent organized criminal enterprise in 2010. The group was known for its violent tactics and tight organizational structure. Las Zetas were basically the operations and security arm of the Gulf Cartel. The paramilitary group also distanced itself from its employer, emerging as an independent entity in 2010. This transformation was linked in part to the deaths or arrests of most of the group's original members. In response, Las Zetas began to recruit more widely and, among others, brought in former Guatemalan Special Forces soldiers. The size of Las Zetas remained uncertain, with estimates ranging from several dozen to several thousand. The uncertainty stemmed partly from Las Zetas' brand name, which became a byword for intimidation and encouraged a rash of imitators. In spite of its break with the Gulf Cartel, the operational capacity of Las Zetas remained impressive. Las Zetas retained control of important trafficking routes along Mexico's east coast, resisting pressure from a host of rival crime syndicates. It is, however, being said that Las Zetas has been disbanded due to most of its leaders being killed or captured, leaving a power and operational vacuum. That is some Narco 101 to give you an idea of how Las Zetas and the Gulf Cartel are connected. The video in question shows the brutal execution of four women accused of being the Gulf Cartel members. Their names were Erica Castillo Lopez, Olivia Lopez Jimenez, Mara Rosario Rodriguez Mendez, and Yesenia Pacheco Rodriguez. With the main message being, quote, you messed with the wrong ones. The scene opens with four women kneeling on a grassy dirt field with 12 heavily armed men standing right behind them. There are tall swampy green grasses covering the background and tree canopies on the horizon. The day looks dull, sad, and cloudy like it has just rained. From left to right, we have the first lady. She is wearing a pink floral skirt with her torn turquoise blouse resting around her waist. She has a bare chest with no bra. Her black hair is short and trimmed at the front, with the rest loosely tied behind her. She is a small-built woman and looks well-fed. She seems to be about 5 feet 3 inches tall, and her young round face looks scared. To her left is an elderly woman. She seems to be in her 60s and looks rather tame and calm. Her elderly face does not show much fear or terror. She seems to have accepted her fate. She is a medium-built woman wearing a blue large blouse and white loose pants. They look baggy, like pajamas. She has thick gray hair loosely tied behind her. To the left of the elderly lady is the third lady. She is a medium-built woman, slightly smaller than the elderly lady. Just like the elderly lady, she seems to be about 5 feet 5 inches tall and is wearing a pair of blue jean shorts, a hot pink blouse that is resting around her waist, and a creamish white bra that seems to be unstrapped because it is falling right below her breasts. She has thick, long brown hair resting behind her. Right below her shoulders. She looks angry, agitated, and scared. 
Lastly, we have the fourth lady. She is wearing black tight pants and a hot pink tight top that seems to have been intentionally stripped down to her stomach to expose her breasts. She seems calm, slightly looking at the ground. She looks to be from the city, and the other ladies are from the countryside. Her thin oily hair is tied right behind her. There is no doubt that these four women are somewhat related. If I am to guess, we have a mother, two sisters, and a granddaughter. Standing right behind them are 12 men in full military gear. Ski masks, bulletproof vests, military accessory belts, black t-shirts, black pants, black helmets, black baseball hats, and heavy military weapons pointed at the four kneeling women. This has definitely been set up to look as intimidating as possible. As we established before, this video is meant to send a message to the Gulf Cartel. With this setup, running away is not an option for the women. The video starts playing, and the women are being interrogated. The first lady on the left is asked to state her name, which she does, and proceeds to answer a few more questions. Somewhere in the middle, she is not audible enough, so one of the soldiers behind her slaps her head, instructing her to speak louder. They then shift to the elderly woman. She states her name for the record and proceeds to answer other questions. Somewhere in between, she is not audible enough. One of the men pokes her head with his gun, instructing her to speak louder. They shift to the next woman, and she knows the drill. She states her name and proceeds to answer more questions. They shift to the last woman, and she does the same. Name, and a few other questions. This time I notice that one of the men standing behind them actually has an axe. Not a gun. We are one minute into it, and the interrogator seems to be making a few warning statements. He is out of the shot, but according to his articulations, he seems to be reciting, reading from somewhere, or speaking out a memorized series of sentences. Or it is just the way he talks. I have no idea. He proceeds to ask the women a few more questions as they answer. This back and forth goes on for almost two minutes, and I am assuming the interrogator mentioned it is time because immediately after, the men behind all get alert, pointing their guns and getting ready. One of the men steps on the first lady on the back of her head, pushing her to fall forward on her belly. Another man steps on the elderly woman's back, getting her to fall forward on her belly as well. As this is going on, one of the men pulls out a stainless steel combat knife. He moves onto the first lady and pulls her hair backwards, stretching her neck and cutting deep into her neck. Please note that all three of these women were executed pretty much at the same time. I will however, be painting a picture of what happens to each of them one by one. So as the first dude cuts into the first lady's neck, the dude with the axe moves forth, raises his axe high above his head, and digs deep into the elderly lady's skull. This axe dude is so messy. He makes the first chop, missing her neck, but digging into her skull. He makes another chop, digging into her neck. He makes a third and fourth ride into her neck. With every chop, there is thick blood with what I'm guessing is brain matter spilling around the elderly lady's shoulders. He chops over and over again. There is no doubt the elderly lady is dead, but the axe dude is just going to town, digging into her skull. Each chop makes a sound similar to cutting into cabbage or breaking a huge piece of carrot. It is really nerve-wrenching to watch. He seems to be a little too passionate about this whole thing. On second thought, it sounds like he is chopping wet wood. As this is happening, the military knife guy is cutting over and over again into the first lady's neck. He then stands aside and the axe dude also starts chopping into the lady's neck area. He makes a couple of careless chops, and in some of them the axe gets stuck inside the skull, so he steps on the lady's shoulder and yanks the axe out of her head. 
He makes two concurrent chops that land on the lady's jaw, and pieces of bone and teeth are seen spilling out. He makes one last chop that leaves the head attached to the body by just a piece of flesh and skin. Remember, three of these beheadings happened concurrently, so as the combat knife dude and the axe dude were going ham on their victims, to the far right was another dude with a dagger that yanked back the fourth woman in tight pants and a tight pink top. He grabs her hair, pulling her up and stretching her neck. He immediately cuts through her neck over and over again. Unlike the other first two ladies who did not even flinch, this lady puts up a little bit of resistance, making it quite hard for the dagger dude, but she soon goes limp due to blood loss. As this is happening, the third lady is lying face down as her colleagues get brutally beheaded. After the dagger dude is done with her, he moves over to the third lady and starts cutting through the back of her neck. He does this for a few seconds and then moves over. The axe dude comes in to do his swing and chop thing. He makes a couple of swings, and this time all three ladies are lying side by side, so the axe dude swings and chops into their heads one after the other. This dude seems to be battling some serious demons. No one should be this comfortable beheading people with an axe. As he gets done, the combat knife dude moves in to sever the pieces of flesh and skin attaching the heads to the bodies. As he completely detaches the heads, he rolls them to the foreground. It is a lot clearer that the dagger dude is not actually using a dagger, but rather a machete. It is a lot longer than a dagger. Anyway, as all the heads are fully detached, the combat knife dude lifts the head of the fourth lady by the hair, walks over to the camera and starts rumbling on and on and on and on. I am guessing he is making a series of warnings and threats to the Gulf Cartel. Their former bosses. When this happens, the axe dude is having the time of his life dismembering the bodies. He takes one swing and off comes one leg, another swing, off comes the other leg, another swing, off comes an arm. I think you get the gist. As this happens, there is a dude picking up the pieces of limbs left by the axe dude as other dudes gather the scattered heads. They drop all the parts into one pile. When it comes to the elderly woman's body, the axe dude takes a few swings at her arm as she was a big woman. With each swing, white flesh and bone chip off as the arm is chopped. The machete dude also joins in and starts chopping away at one of the body's limbs. I have to admit, these monsters have really great teamwork. They are operating in tandem with each other like ants. Everyone is shipping in to get the work done. Except in this case, the work being done is the dismemberment of four people. They chop up the bodies for close to two minutes as the video ends. The video ends with a scene showing the torsos, heads, legs, and arms piled up together in the foreground of the shot. That is the Las Zetas dismemberment of four Gulf Cartel members. I must say, it is not easy to find since it is not well titled like other famous narco footage, so searching for it proves to be difficult. If you know what you are looking for, you will definitely find it. I however, strongly advise against it. Thank you for being with me in this episode of Baggage Unclaimed. Please subscribe, leave a like or comment to get regular content like this. I watch the videos, so you do not have to. I am Otis, your host.